Let's turn to Psalms 115. Psalms 115. Psalms 115. We're going to be reading verses 9 to 11. Psalms 115, 9 to 11. O Israel, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. You who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word, your holy word, that in your word is so many wonderful promises. Promises that talk about our personal life now and promises that speak about our future. Father, I pray that you would give each one of us a heart that would hear this morning, that we would leave from here closer to you. Father, we thank you and we praise you. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. If you look at the map, you'll see that Israel is like a small, tiny dot on the map. We have the sea, and around us, we have the country of Lebanon, Syria, Jordan, Egypt, and behind them, we have Iran. I won't remind you of all the countries. I believe that God planned that the country of Israel would be right at this spot geographically. Before, a few days ago, when the rain was falling, all of a sudden there was joy in the land. Wow, everybody's saying, oh, it's raining, it's raining. Even though there are some countries that where it rains, people go, oh, we have rain again. God put us in this place, I believe for one purpose, that we would learn to put our trust in him. And the name of the message this morning is Israel, trust in the Lord. So Pastor Danny wants to give us just a little word lesson on the word trust. It means to depend on somebody, to lean on someone, to have um, rest, and to be without fear or worry. And a few weeks ago, Pastor David gave the message that there would be peace like a river. And it's like the peace of God that he gives to us. So another word that comes from the word of trust is where we get security or secure. It's a feeling of whether we need to do something or not to do something. You know, that there are these security companies that take care of things. And we look at all sorts of contracts and things that are happening. And another thing is the word security or promises. This, this is a promise to do something or a promise that something will happen. In order for us to learn to trust in the Lord, we need to learn the promises of the Lord. If you don't know the promises of the Lord, this is the first step, then you don't know how to pray. And when you get into a situation that causes you and, and you need to lean on the Lord, you will not know how to do this. In times past, Pastor Danny showed the shared the story of how a man um, insured his house against fire. And all of a sudden, one day, his house burned up with fire, even his car. And then the insurance agent man came to him. So the house that he had was like a grand palace house, beautiful, with a Jaguar car sitting in the driveway, and everything was burned up. The insurance man comes to him. So the insurance man says to him, look, um, just until we get your house built up again, we've got you a special place in this little tiny neighborhood over here, like the third floor. And you've got this little tiny car, like a Susita, that's, you know, you, you can have that in exchange. And if you don't know what a Susita is, then you have a problem. Think of it like a lower class of really lowest Volkswagen. Oh, this is the first 
car that Israel made. So the same man that his house burned up, he turned to the insurance man. He says to him, I want a home like I had. And I also want a Jaguar car. And the insurance man looks at him and he says to him, Ah, you've read, you've read your agreement, your contract. It's all written in that very fine print, that very small print. So when we've come into this agreement, this relationship with the Lord, sometimes we forget about what is required of us and also the promises that God gives to us. When we said yes to the Lord, when you accepted Yeshua to be the Lord of your life, you came into a covenant. And the word of the Lord is your agreement. All, on this is what you have written. And all the promises of the Lord, like Pastor David reminded us, are yes and amen. All the promises of God. We need to know the promises of God. Let's turn to Jeremiah 17. Jeremiah 17, verse 5. Jeremiah 17, verse 5. Thus says the Lord, cursed is the man. And in Hebrew, even though we read the word man, it also refers to women. Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. Verse 6, for he shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land which is not inhabited. There is a curse on someone who puts his trust, his security in man. If you put your trust, your security in people, there is a curse that is over that. And what is the curse? It says you will be like a shrub in the desert, juniper tree in the desert. You will be a weak tree in a weak, dry place. And do you, do you know that the word that he's explaining now in Hebrew, which is the um, shrub in the desert, comes from the word that would mean alone. You will, be, you will be like a tree. You will be a person that has no family. You will be alone. And he continues to say, and you will not see when good comes. You will not see the good of the Lord when the good of the Lord comes. And do you know what I believe this also says? And even when God shows the goodness to you in your life, you're not capable of seeing it. And he says, that he inhabits or sits in the parched places in the wilderness. It's a place that cannot, nothing can grow there. You won't see any fruit in your life. You will be in a dry place. You won't see the working of the Lord in your life. You won't be able to see the fruit that God is doing. And why? Because the same man is trusting in man and not in God. But thank the Lord for the next verses. Let's read from verse 7. Jeremiah seventeen seven, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. There's a blessing for the person who trusts in the Lord. What's the blessing? The next verse. And he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought nor will cease from yielding fruit. Instead of being a dry tree, it'll be like a tree planted by the waters. A tree that's planted by the rivers. Of, it's a tree that always has access to water. He always has life. 
doesn't need to worry. The water's always flowing. And the same man, and it says that the same man will spread out its roots. These roots are the ones that go down and help this tree to be strong and stable. Sure, you'll be in a place that's secure. You won't worry. And also, you will have fruit and make fruit. Your leaf will be green. And when will this happen? Even in the year of drought, this will happen. Even when there's no rain. Even when there's everything dry around you. Amen. God will give you what you have need of. The man who trusts in the Lord, this is the way he'll be. One who leans on the Lord. One who believes in the promises of the Lord. Pastor Danny says he thanks the Lord for the people that God puts around him. But God says to us, trust him. Lean on me, says the Lord. No one will be disappointed. Men will be disappointed if you lean on men and trust in men. Let's go to Genesis chapter 26. Genesis 26. I want to read a couple of verses here about Isaac. Genesis 26. We're going to read verses 1 to 3. Genesis 26, 1 to 3. There was a famine in the land besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Avimelech, the king of the Philistines, in Gerar. Then the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land of which I shall tell you. Verse 3. Dwell in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants I will give all of these lands, and I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham your father. There was a famine in the land. There was nothing to eat. A situation not easy. Isaac has family. He has children. He needs to provide for them what they have need of. And he is planning on going down to Egypt. There, it seems like everything would be okay for him. It's possible that all of his neighbors and the people around him also packed up their things and went down to Egypt. But God reveals himself to Isaac and says to him, do not go down to Egypt. Dwell in this land where I have told you to be, and I will provide for you everything you have need of. Pastor Dan remembers the situation with a family, believers. They came to the land from a different country to live in the land. Their level of lifestyle that they lived in the other country that they came from was quite high. They came here to Israel. They, during the time that they were here, they were not able to continue living up to their standard of lifestyle that they had in their previous country. They had to be here to learn to live here according to what they have needed of here. And they, in time, took all of their family and all of their belongings, and they went back to their own Egypt. There is the temptation of the enemy of our souls that he would cause us to separate ourselves from the call of God on our life. God has called you or said something to you, a promise to you. There will be challenges. Mm-hmm. And there will be situations where you will have to be like the Apostle Paul who says, I have learned to be content in all things, whether in rich in things or lacking in things. There will be challenging times like this. And there will be times that we might want to go to a different direction. And one of the things that Pastor Danny sees that with the economic situation worldwide, one of the positive things is that there's no place to go. Everybody is suffering under this. Even in the West, even in the East. Pastor Danny remembers that there was a time that many Israelis left the land of Israel. They went to America to find their wealth. But there is no safe place. There is no safe country right now. 
the safest place right now that you can be right now. This is the place that God wants you to be. One of the things that Steve has been teaching Pastor Danny, Pastor Danny will say it in English, so you might hear some, but then we'll translate it. If it's God's will, then it's God's build. If it's the will of the Lord, then it's also the account of the Lord, or he has to take care of the needs. No matter where you're at, if you're in the will of God, no matter what happens, if he wants you there, he will supply the needs, even if there's drought around. I believe that we come to a place also that God will supply for us things that are supernatural. And sometimes when Pastor Danny goes uh, fishing, he checks the fish when he catches it to see if there might be a little coin in the mouth. But I believe that if we have to come to that time, God will supply in a supernatural way. Amen. Remind, remember that all the places that we thought were safe places or places that we thought we would go to for safety, these things will disappear. God will teach us to receive from him supernaturally. I love the Lord. Amen. He's such a good teacher. He takes the slaves from Egypt. He takes them through such a long trip, trek through the desert, and he says to them, every morning you will have manna. Every morning you'll have new. You don't have to keep from one day to the next. But we as Israelis, how do we know what's going to happen tomorrow? Maybe God will change his mind. So let's take for tomorrow as well, today. And they take and they gather and they gather. And the next morning, and then they open it up and it was all full of worms. And then God taught them every morning. They woke up, oh, there's manna. And on Friday, God gave to them double portion because they wouldn't need to gather on the Shabbat, on the Sabbath. And this was the way it went 40 years. God brought them to this place, that God brings us to these places so that we are dependent on him daily. So yes, that's good for you. If you have a full bank account, we can rely on him. Luann and Danny said that they've lost so much money on the stock exchange. Oh, they laugh with each other because they don't have any money on the stock exchange. And they joke. And in their savings account, they have probably about 600 shekels. I'm free, Pastor Danny says. I don't have to worry. Did it go up? Did it go down? Don't worry about tomorrow. Because tomorrow will take care of itself. Amen. Today, God has promised us that he will give us what we need today. And he says to Isaac, do not go down to Egypt. I will provide for you. I will be with you. Let's turn to Isaiah 31. Isaiah 31. Uh, Pastor Danny says that he's been learning on this subject that uh, Egypt uh, is always brought about in this type of situation. Maybe Egypt was like America in our times. David calls it Babel, but uh, it's also Egypt. Isaiah 31. Let's read the first verse. Let's all say, oi, ho, woe. Oy, woe to those, woe to those who go down to Egypt for help and they rely on horses, who trust in horses because they are many and in horsemen because they are very strong, but who do not look to the Holy One of Israel nor seek the Lord. Verse 3, now the Egyptians are men and not God, and their horses are flesh and not spirit. When the Lord stretches out his hand, both he who helps will fall. And he who is helped will fall down. They will all perish together. Just something very short about the history of Israel. You know that in 1948, 
Israel declared the state of the nation for their independence. Pastor Danny was not in the area at the time. Uh, he probably wasn't even thought about at the time. But he's heard stories and he's heard about the history and read about the history. There was such an expectation from the people towards the Lord at the time. And God, in his grace and in his faithfulness, when all of these armies went to attack Israel, God in his faithfulness brought them through and gave them victory. And during the Six-Day War, Pastor Danny was young. The victory that God gave during that war to Israel, after this victory, there was like stickers all over the country of Israel that said on these scripture verses, it says, all the glory goes to the army, the Israeli army. And there was such this trust in Israel that we have the best army. People trust in us. We're the strongest army in the world. And then Yom Kippur War. And all of this trust and security just went just like that. I praise the Lord for our army. I praise the Lord for our soldiers. We pray for our soldiers. We do not rely and trust in the horses or the chariots of men. Amen. But we rely and trust on the Lord of Israel. And I say this morning, glory and honor to the Lord. Thank to the Lord for what he gives us. But our glory and our, our praise should be to him only. He is the only one. There is no one else. So here I've spoken to you now for these minutes about trusting in man. So I want to talk to you about something else that is not is not so dangerous, but as dangerous, and that is us. Let's turn to Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3. Reading from verse 5. Proverbs 3 verse 5. <laughs> Trust in the Lord with part of your heart. Is that what's written in your translation also? Part of your heart? Oh, sorry. Oh, trust in the Lord with 90% of your heart. No, 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 no. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. God says, trust me with all of your heart. It means trust me in your thoughts, in your feelings, in your wants and your desires. Every part of your life, I want you to learn to trust and lean on me. And what I want from you, don't do. Ah. And what I want from you is that you do not lean on your own understanding. Do you know how many times I've not done this? Pastor Danny says he could write a book about this. When he tried to do things on his own, in his own power, in his own thinking, in his own ideas. Verse 6. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. 7. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. 8. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Verse 9. 9 and 10. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. I believe that there's a connection in verse 5 and the other verses that we read this morning. So in a logical way, we say, if I have more, then I will be better off. But if I give, then I'll have, it will be lacking to me. I believe that many people are suffering financially or economically just because of this reason. They don't trust in the Lord because they don't give to the Lord what he deserves. Those that don't give their tithe, they say to the Lord simply, Lord, I don't trust you. I need to take care of myself. 
Believe me, the Lord does not need your money. He can supply everything that is needed. There's no sort of committee in heaven that says, okay, somebody didn't give their tithe, so now they're in a bad place. He teaches us simply to trust him, to lean on him, do what is needed. And if you do this, I will open up the windows of heaven, and I will give you the blessing that is needed. Don't lean on your own understanding, on your own wisdom. Give to the Lord what he deserves. In Second Kings, Second Kings 18, Second Kings 18. So there is a story in the book of Numbers. We're not going to turn there now. He believes it's chapter 21. It's when the people of Israel tried the Lord. And when they tried the Lord in the desert, the Lord sent them snakes to bite them in the desert. And there were many snakes in the desert, and the snakes bit them. And the people said to the Lord, what do we do? What do we do? And the Lord said to them, make a serpent of bronze, put it up high. And every person who has been bitten by a snake but looks at this bronze serpent that is up high, he will be healed. So they did it. And the people were, were healed. In Second Kings 18, during the time of the reign of Hezekiah, when he came into his rest, in verse 4 it says, he removed the high places and he broke the sacred pillars cut down the wooden images, and he broke in pieces the bronze serpent that Moses had made. For until those days, the children of Israel burned incense to it and called it Nehushtan. Verse 5, he trusted in the Lord God of Israel so that after him was none like him among all the kings of Judah, nor who were before him. We, the people of Israel, we have many things that we believe in. Pastor Danny came from a Sephardic Jewish background. And with his family is everything you could possibly want. We have garlic. We have the hamsut, which is the hand symbol. And in his household when he was growing up was all the pictures of all the different rabbis. And he also has the knocking on wood. Every sort of belief and faith that you want. We believe that it is against the evil eye. That's when he was growing up, not now. Sometimes we are capable of taking a certain type of symbolic item. And we can turn it into an idol. So. We know that the bronze serpent worked in the desert at the time. And from that same time, until the time of Hezekiah, they made it into an idol. And Hezekiah knew this. Sometimes the symbol, instead of causing us to put our eyes on the Lord, you, put, you cause your eyes to go on the symbol itself. And I also want to say to others that are here, mm -hmm, what, ha what worked in the past in years past, does not necessarily mean it's going to work now. If you will always stick with the old, and you always think that is the way, and I'm not going to move from that way because that's the way it always worked, you can miss the good new thing that the Lord wants from you. One of the things that Pastor Danny shares that he's been able to be blessed with working with Pastor David and Pastor Peter is that we are not afraid as pastoral leadership, they are not afraid of the new. When the Lord says to do something, we go with it. We are not staying in the back stuck. We're going forward with the new. And if God says to you, don't get stuck with the past, with the old, God calls you to something new, something different. Symbols. In your home, you can read this or make your scripture verses. It's Judah, verse 9. In verse 9, it says that Michael, the archangel, contended with the devil. There was a dispute or a problem with the body of Moses. 
Have you ever thought about why in the world were, was there a problem, especially with Moses' body? God said no one would know the place where he is buried. Do you know why there was this problem, this war? Because if there was a place today that says this is the place of Moses' burial, because all of the other graves that we have here in the land, and also all these other rabbis and different ones that people put their trust in, they would be so small. Do you know what kind of uh, going up or uh, going up procession this would cause if they knew where he was at, buried at? And it would be a problem also with the Muslims, not with the Jews only, but also with the Muslims and the Christians. That They would be going to a place where they could be worshiping. They would have taken this place and made it into an idol. And God knew this. And God then showed and didn't allow for people to know where he was buried. In Isaiah chapter 30, Isaiah chapter 30, I think it's one of the wonderful scriptures that I've read just recently. Isaiah 30, Isaiah 30. Again, we see that the children of Israel are trying to trust in Egypt, and there will be those that are going to go up against Israel. And we see in verse 15, For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, In returning and rest you shall be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength, but you would not. In returning and in rest, you will be saved, you will be rescued, and your quietness and your confidence will be your strength, which is the actually opposite of worry and fear. A few days ago, uh, Pastor Danny and his family were with Pastor David and Karen. They're, they were having dinner. Uh, Karen was speaking a little bit about the challenges that she was facing now with this new CD that was coming out. One of the things that she said there at the dinner table was, I'm in the rest of the Lord, and I believe that a breakthrough will come for her. When there is challenges, when you need a breakthrough, you can run from here to there. You can start to worry. You can even call a 100 people and say, pray for me. But what does the Lord say? Rest. Be in peace. Your strength will come through your confidence. There, that's, why, mm, that's why on not more than one occasions, the Lord reminded them many times to the children of Israel, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. I will fight for you. God says, in short, he says, let me be God. You know, there are some problems that we are capable of taking care of them. And there are some problems that when I come against them, I say, wow, Lord, these problems are too big for me. And I say to him, I trust in you. And the moment that I trust in him, then I start to find a breakthrough. Trust in him. Rest in him. Psalms 37 is another wonderful psalm. We sing this psalm, Psalms 37, reading from verse 3. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. When you trust in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. Some of you might be praying for a husband or a wife. Some of you might be praying for an economic breakthrough financially. Maybe you need a breakthrough in your family. And some of you might have desires in your heart that you've not shared with anybody else. 
But he says, trust in me. Lean on me. Delight yourself in me. Last week, Pastor David spoke about come to the river. Drink from the river. Drink from the Lord. Eat from me, the Lord says, and I will give to you. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, let us come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Yeshua is our high priest, but he was tried and tempted in every situation, even as we are. Yeshua, the perfect one who went through everything without sin, he sits on the high throne, the throne of grace, the throne of mercy, and he says, draw near to me. Come to the chair. Come to the throne. I, I, won't, I won't be hurting you. I won't be hitting you. I'm not sitting here with some sort of wooden spoon to spank you. It is the throne of grace where we obtain mercy and grace. Everyone who comes, the door is always open. You know, in our land here in Israel, there's always different time frames for when different offices are open or closed. Sometimes it's very confusing. But Yeshua says, not after the holidays. He says, now, every moment. It doesn't matter when. I will receive you. Come to me. Trust in me. And I will do it. Let's pray. Amen. Oh, Father, how good you are. How wonderful. If we could all stand to the throne of grace, there is no waiting line. He has the time for you now. And he invites you to come to him now, to trust in him, to give him the opportunity to do the things that he always wants to do in your life. If your heart is full of worry, if there's fear, it doesn't matter what you're going through. The Lord is here. He's here to give you his peace, to give you trust, that he is on your side, that he will help. I will lift my eyes unto the hills. From whence comes my help? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Look to the Lord. God is there always to help. The altar is open if there's points that you would like to bring before the Lord. Come before the Lord now. He is here waiting for you. Come to the throne of grace. Pour out your heart before him. Tell him what you have need of.
Hallelujah, Father. Let's pray this prayer together. You can repeat after me, after Danny. Lord, my God, I come before you and I ask of you to forgive me all, every time that I have worried and that I didn't trust in you. I ask that you would take every fear and every worry from my heart. Put in me your trust and your security in me. Teach me to lean on you in every situation. I give you my heart. I give you all of my worries. I bless your holy name. I ask that you would help me with everything that I have need of. You are worthy and you are faithful. You are faithful. In the name of Yeshua. Father, I pray that you would bless our brothers and sisters here. For everyone that needs a breakthrough in their family. With their, with their children. With their brothers and sisters. Father, everyone that needs a breakthrough. Everyone that needs a financial breakthrough. Maybe a health issue that they need a breakthrough on. Father, teach them to trust in you and to believe you. That you will do it. We bless you. We love you, Lord. In the name of Yeshua. bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you and may the Lord make the countenance of him be upon you and give you peace. That everyone, we pray that everyone will have a wonderful Shabbat and then know that the Lord, the strength of the Lord is